Welcome to FaithCast, a podcast presented by Publishers Weekly. FaithCast is a series of interviews with some of today's top authors writing about inspiration, spirituality, and religion. I'm Lynn Garrett, Senior Religion Editor for Publishers Weekly. I'm talking today with life coach Valerie Burton about Get Unstuck, Be Unstoppable, her new book with Harvest House Publishers, which is the sponsor of today's FaithCast. Valerie Burton is a certified personal and executive coach and the founder of the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute. She is an author and speaker and has appeared on such media outlets as The Today Show, CNN, Fox News, and Dr. Oz, and has been interviewed for Oprah Magazine, Ebony, Essence, The LA Times, and many more publications. Based in Atlanta, Georgia, Burton is the author of 10 books published by Harvest House, including her newest, Get Unstuck, Be Unstoppable, Live the Amazing Life God Imagined for You. Welcome, Valerie. Oh, thank you so much, Lynn. It's good to be with you. To begin, what inspired you to write on this particular topic? Well, you know, I've been coaching now for over 12 years and in writing and speaking and just listening to what's going on with people. And I found that the most common issue that I have dealt with is helping people get unstuck, whether it's unstuck in their relationships or friendships, unstuck in their health, in their careers. My goodness, so many people are doing work for a living that they do not enjoy and they dread, um, and even getting unstuck in their finances and, and spiritually. And I began looking at my own life and I realized, gosh, there are so many ways in which I have been stuck and managed to get unstuck. And so I just felt led to write on the topic because I think it's such a tremendous issue. And I think particularly in the faith community, it is so important to see God's, his word at work in our lives. You know, it's kind of hard to, to really attract people (laughs) into the faith community when we aren't fully living uh, our potential. And so that was also on my heart with this book. Yes, in the book, you write about the fact that the topic isn't just theoretical for you. You've struggled with stuckness yourself. Can you, can you talk more specifically about that? Absolutely. You know, on a really basic level, I always call myself a recovering procrastinator. <laughs> and, I, and I fall off the wagon often, even when writing my own books. But, you know, I always manage to, to get back up. And I think that's the key. You know, we all stumble in a wide variety of ways and stumbling doesn't make you stuck. But if you find yourself in a pattern of counterproductive behavior where you keep ending up at the same place, for me, it was areas such as my schedule um, and being able to get unstuck from constantly overwhelming myself by overloading my schedule and not saying no and having to dig deep to figure out what's that all about. Um, You know, being stuck in relationships, having been through divorce um, and now being very happily married, um, I had to really ask myself some tough questions about what was going on with me in relationships. Um, In my 20s, being stuck in debt and having been an emotional spender and originally not even noticing it as a pattern um, and being able to get unstuck from that. So for me, it's very personal, even though I have helped so many other people get unstuck, it, it really has come from my own experience. What's the most common area of stuckness that you encounter with with people that come to you for help? And how does your book address that problem and offer readers solutions? Well, 
for the vast majority of people, their stuckness is, is always related to fear. And in the book, I talk about the four patterns of fear and how you can identify those. There's even a, um, an assessment in the book, which is also online. When you go to ValerieBurton.com, there's actually a quiz you can take. just takes a couple of minutes to help you identify your pattern of fear. And the interesting piece of that is that we tend to have one particular pattern that's our core fear. And we may think, oh, that just showed up in, you know, how I'm behaving in my career and why I'm not making those moves that I, you know, if I'm honest with myself, I really dream about making. But that fear doesn't just show up in your career. It shows up in your relationships. It shows up in your finances. It shows up when you're on a, you know, a yo-yo pattern with your dieting. And so if we can get clear about what that core pattern of fear is, we can be very intentional about noticing it when it pops up and really getting the courage that it takes to overcome it and break that pattern. Right. And, and the format of the book um, is designed to help people with that. Uh, how did you come up with that format and how do you believe it will help your readers? Well, you know, I think a lot of times, especially in the in the culture we live in today, we're so fast paced. Um, I find that a lot of people, if they are in a pattern of being stuck, um, you know, long chapters and having to dedicate a whole lot of time uh, is probably not the way to go. Because we, when we're stuck, we tend to find reasons to stay stuck and to get distracted. So it's written in very short chapters, um, and that was very intentionally to help you build some momentum and, and really feel like you are moving forward uh, in a pretty quick way. But then also I give you some very quick action steps, things that get you moving after you've read each one of these mini chapters. And then there's a prayer because I really believe this is a spiritual issue. When we think about overcoming fear, I think of two things. One, I think of courage because that's what it takes to overcome fear. But then I also think of faith. When we operate out of faith, we can face our fears recognizing that we're not alone and that we have a power that's so great that's at work within us when we activate it. And so prayer is one of those ways that we activate it. So each chapter ends uh, with a really powerful prayer. So it sounds like you think faith is, is really important in helping a person have a satisfying and productive life. Absolutely. You know, I, I know from my own personal experience, peace comes through our faith and our belief in God, our ability to trust that all things do work together for good. Um, that doesn't mean that everything that happens to us is good, um, but it means that we can glean lessons and messages from it, that we can find purpose even in our pain. And that's particularly important when you found yourself stuck, um, because oftentimes we get stuck rehashing the past. Um, we get stuck in our unforgiveness, in our bitterness, and our spiritual lives really empower us to be able to move forward despite the difficult challenges that we've been through. Oftentimes, you know, those challenges are things that, you know, we may not feel like we deserve or we may feel that are unfair. Um, but I believe that God is a just God. Everything in life doesn't happen um, because it's fair, um, but we do have the power within us to overcome it. Uh, one of the things you write about is what you call iceberg beliefs. What are yes. those and, and how do they cause problems in people's lives? Well, you know, icebergs are a psychological term. And my, um, you know, my background is in the field of positive psychology. 
uh, traditional psychology tends to focus on fixing what's wrong with people, which is important because you know what? We all have issues. <laughs> we all mm-hmm. need to overcome those. But positive psychology is the study of what goes right with us. Um, so there's a lot that I incorporate into the book that, that falls into that category. And icebergs uh, are one of them. And icebergs are simply deeply held beliefs. And they're called icebergs because they're below the surface. You know, we, we may not even notice them until we bump up against them when we find ourselves stuck and we can't figure figure out why. And so when you begin to raise your level of awareness about beliefs that are so deeply ingrained that you're not even conscious of how strongly they impact your behavior, when you're able to become aware of those, you can ask yourself, you know, is this a belief that's helping me or is it hurting me? And if it's hurting me, how do I need to change that thought about that particular issue? Um, and so, a lot of people are, are tremendously affected by their iceberg beliefs. And, you know, icebergs can be good, too. We can have very strong beliefs and, and values that are helping us. But sometimes we have uh, beliefs that collide. And when they collide, it's confusing. We can't figure out why we're stuck. You know, I give an example in the book of a woman who um, has been really working towards a big promotion and a big opportunity. And when she finally gets it, she feels ambivalent about it. And part of what's going on is that she's, she's excited because she believes women ought to break through the glass ceiling and she should go as far as she can in her life. But at the same time, she now has young children and she also has a belief that she should be at home with them. And so those two beliefs are colliding and she doesn't even really realize consciously that that's what's going on. And that's why she's feeling guilt and, and ambivalence about the opportunity that's in front of her. So oftentimes we get stuck. There's a lot that's going on and it requires us digging deep uh, to get clear about it. And what's the solution that you suggest to her particular situation in the book? Well, the really important one is is something I just mentioned, which is getting clear about um, how that belief is helping or hurting you. So I don't always know the reader's answer, but through the right questions, you can uh, you can determine what your right answer is. So you may, in her case, she might alter that thought or that belief a little bit. So. For example, if the belief is about, you know, every woman ought to break through the glass ceiling, you ought to blaze every trail that you can, she might say, you know, there's a season in my life for that. Um, I might not be able to do both simultaneously. Um, Maybe she wants to, maybe, you know, maybe she's decided this is that season, but she might also give herself permission to pull back in a season. We all ought to have uh, those options, but what you have to do, I believe, is to get quiet. And that's why there's so much prayer in the book. You know, what does it look like for you? What is God saying to you? What is the life he's imagined for you? And, you know, I think a lot of us these days have this fear of missing out, fear that if we don't do everything now, we won't have the opportunity later. And it causes us to completely overwhelm ourselves with the obligation to do everything right now and to kind of stuff it all in. So for this particular woman, my advice is get quiet so that you can get clear um, and go in the direction in which you feel the most peace. And you have to give yourself permission to do that. I think a lot of times we don't give ourselves permission. And I, 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 this, this particular book speaks to men and women, but 
my audience largely is women. And I think a lot of times as women, we can be really, really hard on ourselves. Um, what makes Get Unstuck unique and different from your previous books? You know, I think in a couple of ways, I think because I'm specifically speaking about that point where you feel like you can't move forward, where you feel so confused about what what it is that you should be doing next. And that's distinctly different. Um, you know, my last couple of books, Happy Women Live Better, which was really about um, about the fact that we can choose to be happy by making uh, intentional choices on a regular basis that boost our happiness. Successful women think differently. It's really about the ways in which we can choose our level of awareness that allows us to think differently in particular circumstances that lead to success. But this one is, you know, where are you feeling stuck in a rut? Where are you knowing that you keep ending up at the same spot and it's not the spot where you want to be? That's what's unique about this book. Right. And you write about a number of key principles. If you had to pick the overarching most important one, uh, mm-hmm. which one would you say that is? It is the very first chapter of the book, which is simply tell yourself the truth. So many people, Lynn, lie to themselves about where they are, and they lie to themselves about where they want to be. And the first step to getting unstuck is being honest. You know, when I was mired in a lot of credit card debt and student loans and car loans, and, you know, I remember praying because I, you know, I felt like I was, I was on the right path and I should just have more money. I could pay all of this off. And I, I had this distinct inkling in my spirit that I was moving so far ahead of where I needed to be that I was not being patient. And the key for me was when I told myself the truth, and that was simple. I added up all the debt. <laughs> I didn't like the number. I didn't know how I was going to dig my way out at that time. But by telling myself the truth about where I was, I could begin to find the answers I needed. So often we know our answers. We we feel it. We feel that nudge. You know, you you kind of had the inkling. You shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't have engaged in that relationship. You already knew that wasn't the career path you wanted to take, but you were too worried about what everybody else was going to think. And so if we're honest with ourselves, even if we don't know the answer right now, we can begin to find the answer and the solution. And then not only being honest about where we are, but where are you trying to go? You know, oftentimes I think we, we don't fess up to what our real dream is, um, often because we're trying to save ourselves from the disappointment that maybe we can't have it. But when we can be honest about what we really want, that's where, where the second half of the book title comes in, Be Unstoppable. We can begin to take steps forward, for, uh, towards it. And the fact of the matter is even baby steps will get you to the finish line. You know, maybe not as fast as you wanted, but at least you're moving in the right direction. Uh, what are you working on now? What's what's coming next for you? <laughs> well, you know, as founder of the CAP Institute, we are um, we're gearing up to do a lot more resilience training within corporations. So, you know, I love being able to take this message and to teach it little by little because I do a lot of keynote speaking and it's great to motivate people, but long term, it's it's really fun to be able to implement the coaching and training that really helps people to make long term changes. And then the second thing I'm working on is uh, my next book, <laughs> which will come out late next year. And we are still working on the title, but I'm actively working on the book, which is really about the fact that 
uh, our idea of normal today has changed in so many ways from, you know, what the normal size serving is in a restaurant <laughs> on your plate to what we think of as normal in terms of how we spend our time and what our relationships look like and, and what the new choices we are, the new choices that we can make that help us to just regain our sanity uh, and live a life that's peaceful and fulfilling. So that's the next book that I'm working on. Great. Well, our time is coming to an end. Valerie, I thank you so much for talking with us today. Valerie Burton's new book, Get Unstuck, Be Unstoppable, is published in October by Harvest House in paperback and is also available as an ebook. Harvest House is the sponsor of today's FaithCast. I'm Lynn Garrett from Publishers Weekly. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 